Okay, huge hot take coming in. Huge hot take coming in. Okay, yeah. secret Sith, Franklin the Turtle. He can count by twos and tie his shoes. Oh, that's not even a hot take. That's just truth. Yeah, that's interesting. Welcome back to another episode from your favorite trio, the Yavin 3. I'm Andrew. I'm Dave. And I'm Mitch. Uh, yeah, like Andrew was saying, again, this is our uh, second official episode as the Yavin 3, um, and we're Ooh. terribly excited. So we are jumping in uh, right into kind of our new our new style and our new um, way of, of, of kind of organizing our episodes by breaking things into segments. Uh, so today Segment. we have uh, three uh, segments for you. Uh, the first one being haikus. If you've ever... Uh, enjoyed a little bit of poetry on the on the back end of of your life you're uh, you're gonna love this so and hey star wars is poetry dude star wars is poetry poetry is star george wars lucas said himself yeah george he said it himself i i feel like talking with you andrew it sounds like george lucas has said a lot of things uh i just mean george lucas go way back right right yeah speed dial yeah. uh fave fave five is that what it was Does- yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the fact On that Rogers, he seem, Rogers Fave Five he nice. seems to like say everything take away from the the power of of like what he actually says? No, because I he guess. only says good things, David. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's never said anything bad. George Lucas has never done anything wrong in his life. You can quote me on that. Yeah. You can take it down. <laughs> he's he's actually said that. George Lucas has said that himself, actually. Yeah. That, he yeah. said, I personally, George Lucas, he's have never done anything <laughs> wrong in my life. Anyways. Oh, if man. you know what a haiku is, then that's great. Ignore the next like ten seconds. If you don't uh, a haiku is a type of poem, a very small poem. Um, the rules are simple. There are three lines, and the first line has to have five syllables. The second line has to have seven syllables, and the third line has to have five syllables again. Not words. Oh, I thought it was six, eight, six. But syllables. Oh, oh I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> all of mine are wrong. <laughs> just drop the last. Just drop the last syllable, and it'll be oh, fine. No. It'll be fine. That'd be so. Oh, funny. Uh, no. So we have a wide range of haikus that we're going to go into today. Um, we have some serious ones. We have some funny ones. We've got some random ones. And by serious, I mean like, nah, they're just poems, you know? Just not goofy. Um, yeah, they're real. They're real. They're real. As real, real as fictional poems can be. Exactly. Uh, our next segment today is going to be diving into some hot take debates uh, fighting it out a little bit. And then finally, we will be ending off with a couple uh, spoiler-free book reviews. Um, just explore some of the some of the new canon books, the ones that we've read. We want you to read. Oh, yeah. yes. Do, do we, we like have jingles? Want you to read. Do we have jingles for any of our sections yet? Oh, of course we have jingles. Okay. All right, Andrew, hit us with a haiku jingle. Sometimes you write a poem and it has to be real short. And short poems are hard, cause you are, have to write them in a box. It's a haiku, it's a haiku, five, seven, five. Mm, judge me by my size, do not. <laughs> oh, Dude, don't banger. judge these poems oh, by man. their size. Banger. Okay. That was great. That was uh, great. We we'll wanna... have more official jingles soon, but these yeah. are great. I kind of like <laughs> just will, making them. Will up. we yeah. though? <laughs> I kind of like just improving jingles, All even right. though I never do it. So we're going to tone it just way ro- down. We're gonna go right into, Ooh. right into the, the. Oh yeah! When you read your poem, go right up to your mic. The serious like haikus. Okay. Okay. Like so this. we'll start talk serious, like kind of quietly. Talk a little quietly, quietly, and then we'll move into softly. into the goofy ones. This is now actually an ASMR podcast. 
Um, oh, no. Okay, so I'll go first. Uh, I've written a couple here. I've written actually. I I kind of like sat down and I wrote them all at the same time, and I haven't necessarily tweaked them since then, so they might not be as good as I remember. Same. Um, <laughs> same. But uh, mine are perfect. I I decided to kind of go an interesting route um, to kind of practice my skills in uh, fan fiction writing um spoilers Ooh. uh there might be some alarm coming up <laughs> um, and i decided to actually write up haikus as if they were written by somebody in the star wars universe um so all six of mine are written by quote unquote the same person the same nameless uh rebel soldier actually so they kind of like flow through uh, his life in the in in the in the rebellion, um, and in the galaxy. So, without further ado, um, I'll just read them, and then uh, if you guys have any thoughts or 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 uh, tips, uh, feel free to throw it in there. Love it. Cool. Perfect. So the first one is set um, before joining the rebellion. Oppressed and controlled, what choices do we have now? The empire must end. Very quick, very easy. Uh, I kind of thought that this was was kind of similar to the feeling that probably a lot of people were thinking. True. During yeah. this time, sounds like propaganda. Like it sounds like you could put it on a propaganda Rebel poster. Propaganda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. Something else that I that I kind of noticed that I think is fun is if you just drop the middle line <laughs> and then reread it and see if it makes sense. <laughs> So let me read it again, but just the first and third lines. Oppressed and controlled, this empire must end. Boom. Oh, yeah. Most right. of mine work like that too, actually. I really, a lot of mine, I wrote yeah. the middle line first because I, I felt like I, you're everything long-winded. I wanted to say was long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go to the next one. So this one's interesting. Uh, the Death Star is gone. So why do I still feel lost? What have we become? So this is kind of like in a, in a response to the first Death Star um, destruction mm. and just kind of like this beginning realization that like, is it necessarily right to fight fire with fire? Yeah. I like that. I saw a big discussion on that on a Facebook meme page. Oh, really? <laughs> they were talking about how like... Uh, it's interesting that I think the meme was that like Luke saved the galaxy, but ended up like killing millions of people on the Death Star and like they all lost their jobs. They all obviously, well, they died. <laughs> people who were just working. Right. Just like, yeah, very, very interesting perspective. All right. Uh, the next very lost, lost stars perspective. I'll say that. Yeah. If you uh, want a little yeah. teaser for a good book. That's true. Mm. Like, I wonder if, if subconsciously I was kind of thinking of that as I wrote these. Uh, so the next one is um, after Empire Strikes Back, uh, Battle of Hoth. This didn't last long. Always running, never safe. Full of luck, not skill. So just kind of like a, Ooh. I don't know, just an insight into, into is the rebellion actually <laughs> like, like they lose a ton of people, especially in the Battle of Hoth. I just always think yeah. of like that that like snow speeder graveyard kind of shot um, right. where there's like 10 to 15 like ships crashed in the, in the tundra. And it's just like, Oh shit. Like 
Yeah, I've I've always wondered like where they got all their like where did their funding come from? Where did their resources come from? Because they kind of the Last Jedi watched the Last Jedi Canto Bite, then you'll know. Destroy it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, that, that last line, or maybe it was the second line or last line about uh, luck. Read full that again. Of, yeah, so this didn't last long. Always running, never safe. Full of luck, not skill. Okay, that reminds me of like, I've, I've often thought about like the force and how the force, if you think of it as a being, which you're not necessarily supposed to, is like kind of controlling everything. Mm. And if the light is good, then of course the rebel like the rebellion is going to win so like is it just all luck like are they just they don't actually have to be skilled like yeah. they the, the light mm. is going to win in the end anyway or right if is it's the, balancing it out or is it actually just finding that middle ground and it, like this is a huge discussion was it, for another was it all time, just predestined yeah <laughs> wow like, is there any point of even of even trying, or is the light yeah. just going to win in the end anyway? Yeah. Well, I mean, it has to it has to use people in some way, right? So, right. If you just don't aren't doing anything. That's true. Can it? Can it? Yeah. Can it work through you? The light finds a way. Light finds a way. Life always finds a way. All right. Uh, moving on to the second Death Star destruction. Um, this is, I, I think, actually the first one I wrote uh, because I was thinking of Ewoks and how I could write one about Ewoks. Uh, and yub I, nub, yeah, and yub I, nub, yeah. nub yub nub <laughs> yub nub 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 nub. Um, so I wrote, "We all celebrate the millions of lives lost, but what did it change?" So kind of a similar, <laughs> very similar to the first Death Star, which is, I mean, par for the course. They just build another Death Star and they blow it up in a very similar way. Yeah, but I just kind of like picture that ending on on uh, Return of the Jedi where everybody like the entire galaxy is celebrating and it's like oh yeah we're celebrating that we just like destroyed an absolute huge number of people so that's nice yeah and, 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 and like yeah, which, and probably some form of structure like like I feel like in some places the loss of the empire would just like devolve into chaos but also like like it, it says like but what did it change because yeah. yes, the Death Star is blown up and everybody celebrates, yeah. but like there's still a huge imperial presence for like years, right? Yeah, yeah. Even if you watch, yeah, Mandalorian and stuff, or even like, like the Battlefront Two campaign and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, moving on. A thin veil of peace. Is this new Republic new? It all feels the same. Just a very cynical. Cynical yeah, author. Yeah, this rebel. This rebel is cynical <laughs> yeah. and yeah, cynical and and sad. Just um, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is probably oh, uh, well. This is this is my last in this in this kind of like um, vein rebel character vein. Um, I have been deceived. Faith in the first order grows, and I grow with it. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> That's probably Dude, my least wow. favorite one. Um, full, but like, here we are. Cynic. Full cynic. This guy, this guy changes. Dude. Cynic turned fundamentalist. Dude, aren't we all? From one fundamentalism to another, if you know what I'm saying. That pendulum swang, dude. Swingy swang. Wow. All right, wow. those are mine. Any thoughts before we move on to something a little bit more lighthearted? I would like I a was... fully fleshed out version of that, please. Yeah, will do. I, 
Yeah. Fan I, film. Let's do a full fan film. Yeah. Dude, I got my I got my VGA camcorder, dude. My mini mini DV. Amazing. Amazing. Perfect. Dude, but for real, I loved it. But for yeah, real. That was great. I I didn't expect it to be as cynical, but yeah. but that's probably good cuz <laughs> like I have like mine should probably be more cynical and dark, but it's just funny and and lighthearted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go on to somebody else, I'm going to quickly read one of them from my wife because she wanted oh, to nice. add one. And then I will oh, read her right. other oh, one cool. at the end because it is absolutely amazing. See, when you said you had some from your wife, I thought she wrote you haikus. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, they're very cute. Yeah. Mitch is hot AF. Dude, that's my favorite mm. haiku. All right. Here, I okay, this one's this one's like very serious, so I'm gonna have to get really close to the microphone. Oh, okay. Angsty teenagers. Don't give them a lightsaber. Bad things will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That sounds like it's from Mace oh, Windu's that's perspective. So <laughs> yeah, Mace I was, Windu. I was yeah. like oh. anti teenager. I was like, who is that written for? And she's like, I don't know, maybe Anakin or like Luke <laughs> or like Kylo Ren. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any Skywalker Any Skywalker doesn't, male. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. Love that. Those are mine. I have another secret one that'll go right at the end. But uh, uh let's go with uh, let's go to Dave. Okay. Big Daddy Dave. We'll go from the darkness Big into Daddy. into more darkness. Oh, maybe we should go to the we should go to well, the Je- No. Jedi's uh, probably cynical too. Let's be real. Yeah, mine are mine are funny. Okay, hit us yeah, up with the funny I, ones. I think like one of them's real. Um, okay, so so I had to make haikus uh, from a Sith perspective, mm. um, which of course came very naturally to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dave is right. a dark man. I'm right. such a I'm such a dark person. Um, so Darth Dave. I'll I'll read um, them them in the order that they came to me. I guess. Um, so, so two of them are just kind of from uh, a, a Sith. Uh, three of them are from a Sith perspective. One of them is from Anakin's perspective specifically. Mm. Um, so the first one, black and red always. We can't count higher than two, and we always lose. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's oh man. That like, I don't know, I, Dave. I don't know if that's funny. That just hits deep, you know. Just like yeah. <laughs> can't count higher than two that's a that's a hard life dude i didn't really realize that the sith were illiterate until right now <laughs> yeah do do we have but they're really any... good at haikus dude they do got their have... syllables down pat but they can't count higher than two yeah they just count in twos and halves of two so yeah. they count yeah. one two one two Whoa. one one two one two one two one okay huge one hot two take one two one in. huge hot take coming in okay yeah. secret sith franklin the turtle he can count by twos and tie his shoes oh that's not even a hot take that's just truth yeah oh that's interesting i mean it it, it's kind of like the sith are like almost like a ancient civilization in in our world because like some some civilizations in the past haven't counted by like tens like like we kind of like count things by tens right so you'll count like Oh, I'm really bad at describing it because I don't know math that well. But someone explained it to me, and, and like is some Davis civilizations, <laughs> the base number is like twelve. So like, what? so like, 
20. Which makes more sense for the calendar and for time. Yeah, so 24 actually ends up like the 20 would actually be like 24 and then you'd add the four. Um, and so it'd actually be like 28, but their counting system is 24. So maybe Sith are just on a different counting system of twos. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're Franklin enthusiasts. Mm, yeah, that's true. All right, hit us up. Really know. Hit us one. up with another Sith. This is uh, this is my most real one. Wow. Um, feed on emotion. Alchemize hate to power for domination. For domination. Oh. I like the yes. alchemize. It's good. Alchemize. It's yeah, that's a good word. word. Yeah. That sounded like it was like the emperor. Oh, that's good. I imagine like the emperor while he's on his arm as a puppet. Yeah. Full Muppet Palpatine. Oh, yeah. Saying that. <laughs> saying the words. Me, Vader. Uh, <laughs> Rub my to feet. become one, <laughs> the power of the Sith. Massage Strike him down. <laughs> Massage like my that. neck. Alchemize. Um, that should go on a t-shirt. Just alchemize. <laughs> Just the word alchemize. But it's it's uh, Palpatine going when he goes, unlimited power. But it's unlimited. alchemize. <laughs> unlimited alchemy. <laughs> no. Oh, man. All right. Anakin next it one? up. Okay, next, next one? one. Next one's from the Anakin perspective. And then I'll go to my last one because it might be my favorite. Uh, so sand gets everywhere, but I can <laughs> jump really far. Oops, no arms or legs. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to picture when he wrote this. Yeah, like r- I'm imagining as soon as he like Obi Wan's walking away, yeah. and he's like, I hate you. he took out yeah. pen and paper Sand and just wrote everywhere. it down. But with yeah, his mouth, yeah, with his because he has no arms and legs. <laughs> I, I just, just envision. Like, <laughs> I envision it's actually writing. just written in the sand. <laughs> oh no! And he hates oh, it. Oh, written in the sand. I envision him like having trouble writing it. So like when he said "sand gets everywhere," like he wrote the first line, and then he got like writer's block. And so then, like <laughs> right after he told Obi Wan that like you underestimate my power, he's like, "Just a minute, I got to write this down. This is a good second line mm. to my haiku." Mm. Right. Um, and then, and then, yeah, then he had to try to write down the third one after Obi-Wan left and before the right. Emperor showed okay. up to so save it was him. Like a, it was like a long yeah. process. Yeah, it was, well, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's because Anakin, like, at that moment, he's a Sith, and then at that moment, yeah. he actually becomes illiterate, so that's why it yeah. took him so long. <laughs> right. That actually would right. have been, a, that, that would have been a, that would have been a sign, an early sign, <laughs> that like, oh, like, Anakin can't, like, write very well. We should, we should... <laughs> We should make yeah, sure he's not a Sith. The, the, it's the first symptom. Yeah. <laughs> the it's moment like Harry he Potter starts to your little wizards, dude. His first, first hate as a Sith was sand. Yeah. Sand is what turned him to the dark side. Yeah. I believe it. Okay. Last one. Yep. Last one. Um, we are all named Darth, Plagueis, <laughs> Sidious, Vader, except for Kylo. They explain that in the Kylo Ren comic. <laughs> you can go check it out. But just, that's it's such an <laughs> abrupt ending. Except for Kylo. <laughs> because Kylo's not a Sith. Uh, oh, that's true. It's because he can like count by what? Threes? <laughs> he can count by threes and, He's and disqualified touch his knees. He can count by <laughs> touch threes. <his> <laughs> Three, He's six, uh, nine, and then uh, onward from there. I 
I, his favorite song is three six nine. Damn, you'll find <laughs> Kylo, 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 and Ray, oh, all mine. I do love my new song. I do love taking the middle out of this one because then it's just we're all named Darth <laughs> except for Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Wow, those are great. All right, that was some very lighthearted stiff <laughs> poems. Yeah, it's gotta have fun, man. I'm imagining those like uh, in some sort of like um, Doctor Afra type story. They go to she goes to like a, a, a dark Sith temple, and those are written in like on the wall yeah. in like ruins. Yeah, like ancient Sith it's script. A, it just says we're all named Darth except for Kylo. But except the ancient Sith script is actually just like pictograms because again they're illiterate. So yes, right, right. right. <laughs> okay, I was tasked to write mine from the Jedi perspective. Mm. Uh, and I also I watched Raya and the Last Dragon last night and the big like lesson is trust so all of these are written from with with trust in mind mm. the theme of trust trust uh, except for one mm. is just a bonus that I'll read at the end nice all right I don't know if I should I won't explain it yet actually yeah I will this one is fr- <laughs> from the perspective of a Jedi mm. after Order 66 nice. they've run off they have betrayed us. Friends now become enemies. Will I trust again? Whoa. Never know. Never know. Maybe. Maybe not. Depends. I'm on imagining this person was like kind of like they were they were it was a little hard for them to trust the uh, clones at the beginning and then they became friends. Ah, and then ooh. at the worst moment, they uh, turned on them wow. and he's like, how could I learn to trust again if my friends turned on me? I also like picture him like writing this in in secret in like a cave or something and then like immediately after he puts down his pen just slaughtered yeah Yeah. i had full jedi fallen order vibes going for this one like yeah i I felt like it was just get ranked out there dude could have been written by cal kestis himself Mm. how how do you think the sith counted the number of jedi left after order 66 with that's how they didn't that's how they didn't find mm. uh the few of them if they were alone they couldn't count them yeah it's actually with an <laughs> abacus they can they not only can they only count up to two but they can't count up to two they can only count in twos <laughs> yeah 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 it's actually so like that's why it's like that scene in oh. soul when the count is off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The count is off. No, that's why uh, as soon as Kanan and Ezra were together, they got found because mm. they were two. But when they were alone, ah, they couldn't get found. Right. This is all making sense right. That's why Ahsoka makes it all the way to Mandalorian because she's alone. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. She's alone. That, Stay a loner and you'll be fine dude, from the Sith. It's fine. Cal Kestis, he was alone. Exactly. And then he, and then he came together with another Jedi and was found. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We need to contact George about this. I'm sure he's already said something about it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the only <laughs> Sith that can count by ones. Oh, man. Okay, next next poem. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Yep. Ready, ready, ready. <clears throat> this is from the perspective of Luke mm. after uh, almost slaughtering Kylo. Ben. No, what have I done? Mm. One choice. Galaxy on fire. Why did they trust me? Oh. Whoa. They being Luke and Leia. I mean, not Luke, <laughs> Leia and Han. Uh, spicy. The spicy. I'm just imagining him like dipping and like 
the imagery of the temple being on fire oh, yeah. also being the imagery of the mm. galaxy being on fire from that one choice that he made one slip mm. uh and then him being and that's like why he also abandoned leia because he was like how could they how could she trust me again um after this um when she hears about it so wow yeah that's great. wild that's a good one big fan thanks yeah can we this, we should we should release a, a, a book of oh, haikus after this one of our first merch items the Man, yavin so many, three so many good book ideas mitch yeah should become an author too bad i can't write but a whole chapter should be called haikunakin and it's just anakin haikus <laughs> yeah but the cover is just like some weird anime with him in like boxer shorts and it's hot uh, i like that yeah i like that but they're all haikus that he wrote over like a three-year period so each one starts when he's like not oh that's interesting <laughs> but but then like he, he wrote one line of a haiku like 12 times <laughs> when he was a kid and then like yeah that's uh, great all right andrew hit us up this next one is from the perspective of ahsoka Ooh. as she's about to battle anakin vader <clears throat> though i'm no jedi I won't leave you. Not this time. I trust you, Master. Whoa, Just trust. a basic one. Wow. Yeah. Elbow trust. How she she kind of gave herself to him in that moment. And uh, should she have? Don't know. Or should she have just slaughtered the hell out of Dude, him? Dude, slaughtered. That's a, I mean, that's I, a question. I, I feel like she tried. Yeah. And couldn't. Hmm. Yeah. All that's right. just that's my that's my <laughs> perspective. Do you have one more, Andrew? I have two. Well, I have one more uh, serious and, and one non-serious. All right. <clears throat> okay, this one is from the perspective of Yoda, mm. so I'll read it in his voice. Oh yes, <laughs> Luke. In the Force, trust, but also in yourself, trust. They are one, the same. Very nice. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. That was it's kind of a Yoda training Luke, teaching him all about the force being inside of you and outside inside. of you. And it's all it's all one. When you trust in the force, you trust in yourself. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Beautiful. They are the same. One. That was amazing. Very nice. All right. Do you want me to do my uh, my my final? Do your final secret one, and then I'll do my final secret one, and then we'll move on. Oh, I don't have a okay. final secret. This is gonna one. be this is gonna be a riddle. You have to uh, guess which perspective this is from. It's <laughs> okay. gonna be really hard. Okay. Okay. Nisa was pretty. Oh, that was a bad voice. Uh, <laughs> that was more Yoda. <laughs> What's? <laughs> I'm just gonna read it, and then you have to get. Actually, I don't want to give away the voice. Cut this, that out. Is this Cut Lars? That, that is this is this Uncle Cut Lars? I I already have a guess. Uncle Lars. <laughs> Misa was Pudu, but now Delo Felagets, Misa Senator. Delo so who's who Felagets. said that? Who do you think? Uh, I'm gonna have to stick with my guns and go with Uncle Lars. Could be Andrew though. Sidious. Absolutely wrong. Wrong. Oh. Absolutely wrong. Both of you. Uh, think of the the greatest senator in the entire galaxy. Uh, the, 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 the Binksman. It's Binks. Bail Organa. Misa was Pudu, but now Delo Felagets, Misa Senator. It's kind of a story of, you know, coming from nothing. <laughs> and and it's 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 Star Wars each in haiku, a nutshell, each really. Each haiku tells you know? a story. Each haiku tells a He's, story. 
Okay. Every character in Star Wars comes from nothing and they become something greater in the end. And he was Pudu, but now Delafella gets <laughs> is, he's a senator. What is you know Pudu? what? You know what? This final one written by my wife is also the exact same. You know, like it it just <laughs> encompasses the entire Star Wars experience. All the way across the board, all decisions run through this haiku. All work and no play makes Jedi horny as hell. Let them bang it out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about writing a a sexy Jedi poem, but I didn't. So I'm glad that your wife did because that's uh, wow. Just that was great. Beautiful. All right. Those are our haikus. If you like this segment, let us know. We'll revisit it. Possibly do just specific oh. characters writing specific haikus. We'll revisit it. Feels like it. a good doll. That was, fun. That was so that much was fun. fun. Um, let's let's, All right, Dave, let's, let's argue. Let's take us to the... Let's argue. Let's argue. Who's the best? Who's the worst? Let's go to the galaxy. Unlimited alchemy. <laughs> Goodness. That's my... <laughs> that was good. Yeah. All right, Dave. All right. Cool. Dave Dave debates. Take next, us up. next segment. Um, so so this segment, um, we are going to debate things. So so if if you've listened uh, <laughs> along with us uh, since the very beginning, uh, you will know that our I think it was our very first episode, uh, we did um, hot takes, hot cakes, hot, hot cakes, hot cakes, hot cake, hot takes. Uh, and, uh, that was a lot of fun for us. And I, I think, I hope it was fun for a lot of you to listen to. Uh, and so we, um, well, I've, I've been really inspired. One of the sports podcasts that I listen to is essentially just a debate podcast where the hosts have to debate different things, even if they don't necessarily agree with their position. Um, and they do a really good job. They get, they get pretty, uh, emotionally invested uh in their stances even if they <laughs> they don't agree with their stances um so i was kind of inspired by that and thought we could take some of our hot take topics or other hot take topics that we've thought of since that first episode and kind of turn them into debates uh that um we can do once in a while uh, and so i've taken a few questions uh, and assigned uh, different perspectives to them. And I don't know if we'll actually end up having time for all of them because haikus uh, extended a bit longer than I think we we had planned. Um, so maybe we'll try to do two. Does that sound good to you guys? Let's do it. Sounds great. Okay. Um, well, let's do let's do the first one that I had listed, which involves Mitch and Andrew. Oh no. Okay, this is the only one I prepared for. (laughs) Yeah, did you even, did you even have to prepare for this one? I just assumed that you would already have your entire Uh, argument sketched out in your head. Pretty much, but. Okay, so the first question. I'm not a good arguer, so I prepared, but it's worthless. That's fine. I'm just going to start crying and make Andrew feel bad and then hope that that gets me some points. I do have good empathy. Nice. Uh, so the first question is, uh, which is the better Star Wars romance? So not the mm. best mm. necessarily, uh, but which is the better Star Wars romance? And Andrew is arguing that Padme and Anakin is better than uh, 
I almost said Luke and Leia. Han and Leia, which is I said that respect. When I was uh, I was I got Shanessa, my wife, to help uh, me with this, and I was like, "Oh, I'm debating uh, that Anakin and Padme are a better romance than Luke and Leia." And she was like, "Is that yeah, even a debate?" <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, Han, yeah." Good luck, Mitch. You have to argue in favor of Luke and Leia, dude. Um, I got this. Yeah. So yeah. Mitch was arguing that Han and Leia uh, were a better romance, and Andrew is arguing that it was Anakin and Padme uh, and I guess uh, which one of you wants to start should we start with Andrew do it all right are we gonna do like I I talk Mitch talks and then we both get a chance to rebut at the end sure I like that yeah yeah I like okay. I like a rebut all right <clears throat> Anakin and Padme otherwise known as Annie Dalla for you shippers out there are the best romance not even the better romance. They are the best romance in Star Wars. They're not necessarily the best couple, but they, at least they're a very interesting romance. I mean, age difference aside at the beginning there, we we meet them in Attack of the Clones in this neo-noir gothic romance story. We got a senator, ex-queen, now moved on to be a senator, and a Jedi Knight. Seemingly opposites. They shouldn't even be working together. Forbidden romance. How can you how can you not like a forbidden romance? I'm That's sexy as hell. <laughs> like I, we can stop there. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> forbidden romance. Probably the greatest romance of all time. Also, a very progressive couple. Padme takes charge in a galaxy full of men. She's always, they're very equal in, in the fact that, uh, and uh, more so, actually, no, they're not equal. I'll, I'll give myself a little point down for that, is that Padme actually just takes charge, which is pretty lit, to be honest. Maybe Anakin likes that. Maybe they play into their kinks well. Uh, maybe Anakin likes being uh, dominated. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm not going to kink shame them. I can see it. Uh, I think Padme is very, uh yeah, she, she dominates uh, Anakin, let's just say that. Uh, Padme was also always there to have Anakin's back. They balanced each other well. However, Han and Leia were pretty exhausting. They never agreed on anything. They don't really have each other's back. All they do is make out in a ship, and then you just assume that they're good together for the rest of the time. Who knows? Uh, man, you're attacking me already. <laughs> speaking of making out, oh, what? We see Han and Leia kiss once or twice, mm -hmm. we get some steamy Anadala scenes. We get a wedding. We get some forbidden kisses. We get, I mean, she gets pregnant, so that's uh, enough said. Something happened there. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's just spicy AF. And, yeah, I'll just end with the fact that I'll, I'll go back to the whole forbidden romance thing. I don't know. You can't beat mm -hmm. a forbidden romance. That's my, uh, that's my initial argument. Boom. Very nice. All right. What do you got, Mitch? I'm ready. What do I yeah. got? Okay. Yeah. So, because I'll rebuttal after my opening statements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Han and Leia, the original power couple. We can't deny that that was the hot relationship in the 70s and the 80s. Annie Dalla didn't exist. Nobody was thinking about it. Romeo and Juliet already had that down. 
Uh, in fact, <laughs> this relationship between Han and Leia was so hot that the actors literally had an affair during the filming <laughs> of the movies. <laughs> okay. Okay. True. Okay. True. Yeah. So they're, uh, you know what? Let's talk about it. Forbidden romance. There's a senator and a smuggler. They never, they never should be, should be working together, let alone loving together. It's beautiful. Uh, adventure brings people together. And uh, in fact, their relationship flourishes on Tatooine as opposed to destroying itself on Tatooine. <laughs> Um, with the beautiful scene of of Leia coming in and saving Han from the from the clutches of the evil hut. In addition, their relationship isn't all about the money. We see that in um, A New Hope, where uh, Han Han wants to rescue the princess, and uh, he's like, "It's not about the money," but then maybe it is. <laughs> but, but that's because he's a smuggler. But he changes his ways. He changes his ways to. Uh, to, to be with Leia and to love Leia. And uh, they do get pregnant. And in fact, they have a child uh, who is the best Star Wars character of all time is Kylo Ren and or Ben Solo. So can't argue with me there. That is, that is, that is that. In addition, Leia, you want to say that Padme is a strong female lead? Come on, son. This is like, Pat, like Leia leads this relationship. She's got all the pants, and there she's got all the pants, and even all the pants. Literally, actually, literally, she's got lots of pants. <laughs> Screw the patriarchy. Han, Han is the little Han is the little boy in this relationship, and sure, they break up, they kind of move separate ways, but that's because of Chewbacca. I'm done. Very nice. Okay. What's your rebuttal, Andrew? I mean, I'll give it to you. The fact that they that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher actually they actually got together in real life that's that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I wish this was a uh, not just an audio podcast and a visual podcast because I'd like to show you the Vanity Fair cover for Attack of the Clones. Mm. I'll, I'll post it somewhere later on. But we got Anakin behind Padme. His arm is just creeping up on her chest it's and that's a vanity fair cover that's not even canon like it's just sexy like you can't get you can't get past the fact that they're just a sexy couple i mean look at i mean look at the way they look at each other and when i say forbidden romance i don't mean that they shouldn't be together i mean literally it's forbidden for them to be together Mm. when they're as a jedi that's but they go against that love prevails uh yeah i mean i can say that sure han and leia were the first but leia wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for padme and anakin and that's where i dropped the mic (laughs) uh all right first of all annie dalla trash (laughs) <laughs> what that's where like, i dropped the mic no uh, the, the ship name the ship name for yours is literally just han leia dude yeah there dude. is no other that's the, the uh it's actually ship name ever lay on because they lay on dude yeah they do kylo ren uh no my rebuttal is uh your argument is around forbidden romance and the fact that it's a best added that it's the best romance 
the best romance. I don't think it can be the best romance if literally one of them dies of a broken heart. Feels like the worst so romance. Here's here's the thing: are we are we arguing that they are the best couple? Or are we arguing that they are the best romance? Mm. I don't know, because Dave. Romance that, doesn't that, always that, need that to says, end well. It says that better one. Star Wars romance. Read the question, Mitch. Read <laughs> yeah. the question. <laughs> Wait, what? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was a point for me. <laughs> oh, shit, guys. I might be a Sith. This is... <laughs> This is like my favorite part of the debate podcast. If you listen to them, it always comes down to the interpretation of the question. Yeah, like like best romance, death by broken heart. That so let's let's leave it to the listeners. We'll put up a poll on our Instagram. <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave it to Dave. <laughs> Dave doesn't know. Sh- I'm just Dave is great. I, I think uh, I think leaving it to the listeners is great. You can comment on our on our post. We'll make a uh, poll. We'll make far, a poll. I will make a yeah. poll. And we'll see who wins. All right. Well, it's in your hands, I, listeners. I, I, hmm. That's a hard one. It's a tough well, one. Well, we'll leave it up to the listeners. And Dave, yeah. you can vote on our Instagram as well. All right. Sounds good. What's the next one? Um, so the next one will be all three of us, actually. Uh, if we think we have time for it. Uh, so the, the second question that I have prepared is... Uh, what is the better lightsaber fighting style? Single wielding, dual wielding, or double bladed? Mm. And I believe that uh, I have single, and uh, Andrew, have you have yeah, you have double bladed. So that would be like Darth Maul. Yeah. And uh, Andrew, you have dual wielding. So that's uh, like Ahsoka. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so uh, I propose that we each have one minute. To yes, explain. I like that. And then we will uh, have a free-for-all fight afterwards. Oh, good. A lightsaber duel, somebody say. That works well. <laughs> All right, who's got the single one? I do. All right, you should start. Okay. Uh, minute starting in three, two, one, Dave. So why should you why should you wield only one lightsaber? Because everyone else does literally all the most powerful or almost all the most powerful jedi and sith do obi-wan one lightsaber anakin one lightsaber yoda one lightsaber vader one lightsaber sidious one lightsaber it means that say you're you're battling someone who's super strong like physically strong you can use two hands if you need to you're not going to get like both your lightsabers pushed out of the way because you only have one arm on each and it, I think the most important point, the thing that first came to mind for me was if both of your hands are occupied with your lightsaber, how are you supposed to use the force? That's like the greatest power of a Jedi. And so if you have only one hand on Ten your seconds. one lightsaber, oh boy, uh, it, it frees up a hand to use the force. You saw that with Yoda and Dooku. They kind of battled it out with their lightsabers and then also with the force. And so I think that's uh, beep, beep, a pretty beep. important. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. I'll just cut right off. Cut right off. Gotta gotta keep it going, dude. Yep. All right. I'll I'll, I'll push back with my argument. Perfect. Uh, you're double. You're double. So you're like Darth. Double, Maul. dude. Yep. So somebody tie me. Let me know. Okay. When you're ready. And three, two, one, go. Okay. The coolest lightsaber reveal from the entire Skywalker saga is the double bladed lightsaber reveal. 
from Darth Maul. Let's be real. He comes out, Naboo, bing, bang, boom. He shoots out one, shoots out the other. All of the kids in the freaking theater just go bing, bong, whack, jam. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> duel of the Fates, probably the best lightsaber duel in the entire Star Wars universe, at least on screen. Um, and yes, uh, the most powerful uh, Jedi uh, use a single bladed. But let's not forget about Darth Maul. Very powerful. Let's not forget about Keeve Trennis, the most powerful Jedi in the High Republic right now, uh, Marvel Comics. Um, also, uh, the other amazing lightsaber reveal in the Skywalker saga is five like... Seconds. What? Uh, Rey, uh, Rise <laughs> of Skywalker, Sith, Bing Bang Boom. And you're done. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I, that minute goes by fast. I didn't even I argue why it's actually better. <laughs> oh, come on. <sighs> you you fools. You fools. I just got really jazzed about uh, Duel of the Fates, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Andrew's for audio Andrew's argue. For audio listeners, I've got two lightsabers in my hand right oh. now. Let's just hear these two lightsabers together. Uh. Fully oh, cut yeah. off for me. So yeah, I hope, same. I hope it's same. In the actual recording on your end. Discord was like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> it's hopefully it recorded. But if it didn't, uh, we'll edit that in later. So okay, someone, just, someone, just, give me the, uh, give me the minute. All right, five, four, three, two, one, go. So you say that uh, that's uh, the most powerful use single lightsabers, correct? Uh, Everyone starts with one lightsaber. Emphasis on the starts with one lightsaber. No one ever starts with two because would you downgrade from a from a single to a double or would you upgrade to a double? Let's be honest here. Ahsoka started with one, then she got two. She didn't downgrade to <laughs> to two. This is an upgrade. She's she's a more powerful Jedi than she ever was with two lightsabers, and she's stuck with two. Double bladed. You're stuck. You're stuck. You either have a choice of just using one big ass hilt with one blade or two together. And the one of the worst lightsabers in the entire saga is a double lightsaber uh, helicopter blades. Let's just say that. So the style of two, you get to you get to block with one, fight with the other. You can hold one Shoto style, like sideways. Two lightsabers. I mean, even just think about the fact that two is better than one. You're over time. You're over time. You're over time. <laughs> You, you, <laughs> Dave wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, your point about the helicopter, <laughs> dude. I specifically didn't mention the helicopter blade, <laughs> and I specifically did. I was like, okay, Mitch's, uh, Mitch's whole argument is a moot point now. <laughs> no, no. Okay, helicopter blade, you, it's badass until they freaking take off. Uh, okay, well, here's the thing. I, Dave argued that you can use two hands on a single lightsaber blade to, like, mm, get more force. Mm-hmm. That's, like, it grows exponentially with a, with a longer, with a longer hilt. Because, yeah, you can only, you can use one blade with a big hilt, but that gives you, like, so much more reach and power, and you can, like, it's like broadsword. Do you actually dude. need hands to use the force? What? Do you oh. need to use your hands to use the force? No, not it depends on it depends yeah, so on the force Dave, power. 
Yeah, it depends on by, your force user. Dave. But most force users tend to need their hands to do things. They usually use their fingers. And I've seen yeah. Ahsoka holding the blade and then like bing, bing, boom, and you know? True, true. So thank you for uh, giving me that point. But, which, but uh, see, so I'm I think, an Ahsoka fan. <laughs> I, I, I won't I am too. that. <laughs> but I think if she's fighting someone who is using one or both hands to use the force to do something, her just using her fingers, like like I feel like she does less powerful things because she's not channeling it in the same way. Like she's able to move stuff, but I've never seen right. anyone with two light like just use their finger to do something like say what Yoda does or like yeah. Yoda and Dooku. Like you see in the okay. Yoda and Dooku fight. And Dave, yeah. uh, read that question again. Read, read the question again. Better lightsaber fighting style. Better. Yep. Not coolest. <laughs> so Mitch's whole argument is down. Yeah, Mitch. Okay, no. I gotta, no. I gotta admit. So, so, um, at least all the all the like double lightsaber uh, duels that I've seen, or or like the the. The Jedi or Sith, the Force wielders that I know that use those kind of lightsabers, they've haven't they all been beaten by people wielding one lightsaber? Uh, okay, let uh, me uh, exhibit Obi Wan. Obi Wan Qui Gon Jin twice. Qui Gon Jin. Yeah, I got two to one. Gets Rinko, dude. <laughs> what do you mean two to one? That means Obi- that that means that Maul should have lost, but he. He just beanoed uh, Obi Wan okay. and the Bing Bong. Okay, but Mitch, I mean, Mitch, Qui-Gon. what about what about Ahsoka? Okay, and all of the Inquisitors that she fights. Well, those are helicopter blades. Those are different. We're yeah, and and those. the Inquisitors just kind of aren't like I don't see them on the level of a. I don't know. They don't count. Okay, okay, but <laughs> the the lay uh, the ray hinged double lightsaber. Okay, I gotta say that's actually gotta be one of my favorites because it's also Pretty a cool. bit of a callback to the um, cool. the temple guards. They had the hinged lightsaber. It's also in the High Republic. Too. Yeah, yeah. I just, what if it broke? <laughs> then you have two. <laughs> I mean, that's the same with any <laughs> lightsaber. Like, what if it broke? Uh, yeah. Ask Anakin. He broke like eight. Yeah. <laughs> also, with a longer handle, you can make you got more room to to bling it out, dude. Think of how many bedazzled <laughs> jewels you could get on a double-bladed lightsaber. So you can go to Galaxy's Edge at Savvy's workshop and just bling out your saber. Dude. Bing, bling, bling, blom, dude. Well, I say we leave it up to the uh, listeners. What's what's the best lightsaber fighting style? We'll have a little poll up on the Instas. It's uh, It'll come down to probably... I'm... I mean, I know I argued for double, but I actually would agree with uh, Dave. Like I, I really you mean like Mitch, right? You mean Mitch, right? <laughs> I yeah, sorry, I <laughs> okay. meant Mitch. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I really like I, I wrote down one thing. Like I really like Ahsoka's uh style with two and like the idea that she upgraded to two, but I mean wouldn't then like a whole bunch of other Jedi have up upgraded, quote unquote? Like I, I feel like part of yeah. the two lightsaber thing is it's her style. Um yeah. and in a way that's partially what makes her so much cooler than everyone else. Um, yeah, it's definitely not an, an upgrade thing. I definitely I said that, but it's more so a choice. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, let's That's move. our debates. Let's move to our next segment. 
I'm sad that we didn't right. get to do our uh, Obi-Wan versus Ahsoka Wise, but uh, we'll bring wiser. it back. We'll save back. that. We'll save that for another day. All right. Welcome to... <laughs> Reading in the galaxy far away, all these stories for you today. Read, you will. Unless you're a Sith. <laughs> Unless you're a Sith and you can't read. Uh, so... This is a segment, probably going to be a reoccurring segment as we read more and more books, uh, because everyone talks about the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars uh, TV shows. Not a lot of people talk about the uh, the books or comics, uh, especially our, our listeners who are more just your average everyday listeners, not necessarily hardcore Star Wars fans. Uh, if you want to dive a little bit more into the world, books are a great place to start. Most Star Wars books can just be picked up from wherever. You don't really need a ton of context, and they are great, especially all the new ones. They're all in kind of new eras. Um, I'll go over that in my specific story, and I'm sure the other boys will, but books, I mean, everyone loves books. Right, right, boys? Unless you don't, but audiobooks are also yes. a great way, right? Like, There's some great Star Wars audiobooks. Yeah. There's some great audio dramas. Um, Only Sith books. don't like books. Only Sith don't like books. Yeah. Only Sith. Which we're not going to shame you if you're a Sith and you would rather listen because you just can't count. (laughs) Hey, I listened to Dooku Lost. That was a great audio drama. Right. Jedi Jedi Lost. Jedi Jedi Dooku Lost. Jedi Dooku's Lost. Lost Dooku Jedi? Whatever that was. Lost in Space. Darth Tyrannus Lost. So I'll just start off here. Hit us up. I recently, we we talked about this, I think, in the past uh, when we were just talking about what we read. Um, I read Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. What and a title. for those who don't know, uh, there's a there's a few Thrawn trilogies, I believe. There's some that are non-canon now, and then now there are two that are canon. The original Thrawn trilogy uh, set in the original trilogy um, in that time. And then now this new one, which only the first book is out, second book is coming out soon, called Thrawn Ascendancy, and it's kind of in the prequel era. Mm. But... What's nice about it and what I really liked about this book is that it's a completely separate story. You do not need to know really anything about Star Wars. It's a totally separate from the Skywalker trilogy, Skywalker saga, sorry. Uh, It's its own story. Um, It's got big like Star Trek vibes, I would say. Uh, Kind of like exploration as well as war and and, like, it's, it's got like, what did I write here? Tactical war stories with big mm. emotional beats. Uh, there's chapters where you're just like in the mind of um, all the characters, not Thrawn, which is very interesting choice by the author. You never really get into the mind of Thrawn. Oh, which interesting. Is, hmm. It's, it's, you only really hear him talking. Uh, it's, and then you are in the mind of all the other characters really for the most part. Um, but all new characters besides Thrawn, if you don't know who Thrawn is, he's, an old character from like uh, Timothy Zahn's original uh, Legends books that are not canon uh, that got brought back into canon through Rebels as well as a few other books and comics and stuff. Uh, he's this big blue boy, tall, kind of looks like Benedict Cumberbatch if he was blue with red eyes. And he's part of the Chiss Ascendancy, which is this like world off in, uh, they, they call it the Chaos. Um, the Chiss. It's like this outer wild space. They kind of are... 
there are a people group that's split into, I think, nine ruling families. Uh, so there's all the political drama within the nine ruling families that you go through. Uh, mm-hmm. And they don't really go outside of their area. If anyone comes in, they destroy them. Like, they're oh, wow. done. Hmm. Uh, and this is this trilogy is about actually them meeting their match. Uh, I won't go into much more about that because it's spoilies. Um, but... They uh, have this long-standing thing where the Chiss are just the strongest, and anyone who tries to fight them are just screwed. Um, but they they meet their match in this one. Uh, great character development. Um, the relationships are great. You get to um, you meet these characters called Skywalkers, which is interesting. Oh. Not necessarily Skywalkers in the sense of Anakin, Luke, that family. Uh, the Chiss have these. Uh, they're little, like they're girls who are between the ages, I think like six and 14 Mm. gain this power uh, specifically where they, um, they close their eyes and they are like the best uh, navigators. They, they like run the ship and they navigate them through space Um, because Chiss ships don't have like physical navigators on them. They just have people um, called Skywalkers. I don't know where that connection is. I don't know why they called it Skywalkers, but maybe they'll dive into that later on. Um, but there's a relationship between the Skywalkers. And then also when you become like 14 or 15, you lose your Skywalker power um, and you pretty much get like ostracized Whoa. because mm. you're, you're, you're useless. You're useless. Um, and huh. there is a, there's an ex Skywalker also in there as well, um, which is really interesting. Uh, cool perspective. She worked with Thrawn as a, when she was a Skywalker. So there's like this cool perspective there. Thrawn, he's what did I write here? He is, he is. Uh, you see a different side of Thrawn. You fall in love with him. Mm. He's he's this big bad boy in in Rebels, but in this, he's this young gun, pretty sexy, uh, blue faced, sad boy mm. for a little bit. Um, very emo. Nice. Uh, and you know me, I love the emo boys. We we love the Kylos, the Anakins, uh, the Thrawn boys. Um, if you want to dive in, there's a little bit of for, for my for my shipping community out there. There's some romantic uh, potential. I'll say that within this story. Um, Spicy me. I want to give it. I'll give it four sad Thrawn boys out of five. Mm. <laughs> nice. Four nice. sad blue boys how, out of five. How how much does he remind you of Will Smith as the genie? Oh, one hundred percent. Same character. Okay, cool. Same. Yeah, same. yeah. Just just wondering. Just making. So sure. just they follow the same archetype. They're just for gonna sure. get Will. Oh yeah, Will Smith to big big blue boys archetype. Big blue b- boys. Uh, nice. All right, Mitch, it set it up. What? So um, I most recently read Light of the Jedi. We're not talking about that because Andrew hasn't finished it yet. Um, I'm also currently reading uh, Into the Dark, which is amazing so far. But before that, my most recent was Master and Apprentice. Um, so Master and Apprentice is by Claudia Gray. Uh, it follows Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn as they kind of go on on what potentially could have been their last mission together. Um, and it's very interesting. I, I really I really enjoyed this book. Um, I'm just going to actually read the publisher's summary because it just kind of really tells a good vibe um, and, and, and summary of the book um, that is spoiler free. So 
An unexpected offer threatens the bond between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi as the two Jedi navigate a dangerous new planet and an uncertain future. A Jedi must be a fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force. But perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned. Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon Jinn, and now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of failing his apprentice. Obi-Wan Kenobi has deep respect for his master, but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon so often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Why is Qui-Gon drawn to ancient Jedi prophecies instead of more practical concerns? And why wasn't Obi-Wan told that Qui-Gon is considering an invitation to join the Jedi Council, knowing it would mean the end of their partnership? The simple answer scares him. Obi-Wan has failed his master. Um, basically, the book is kind of like a struggle between this relationship. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a heavily relational book. Um, and it just kind of follows. Yeah, there, there is an overarching story and adventure that they're going on. But, but the real meat of this book is how Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan interact with one another. And it really shows kind of like the strain on their relationship, but also like the respect that they have for each other. It's this really interesting kind of like tug of war between what Obi-Wan thinks is right versus making sure that like he's still following his master, but like this kind of struggle between is, is Qui-Gon actually my master? Is he a good master? Or like, did I kind of like get drawn the short straw where (laughs) I have like this, this master that doesn't really care or, or doesn't respect me or doesn't believe in me. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting book in that aspect in addition, the adventure that they find themselves on is is really captivating. There's some really great side characters in this book, um, and it also really kind of focuses on um, slavery within the in the Republic as well, which is kind of a. I don't want to say it's like a like it's a refreshing topic, but it's something that is often like it's so prominent in the Star Wars universe, and yet it's still so like it's it's rarely ever, I guess like touched on deeply and, and kind of conversed. So, so that was really, that was really good in this, in this book. Highly recommend it. I would give it, um, four and a half Obi bad hairs, which is my favorite Mm -hmm. quote from the book is somebody calls him Obi bad hair. Um, out of, out of five. Yeah. It's almost perfect. Uh, there's some, things that happen that I'm like, oh, that was interesting, but also, does that really make sense? But that's that that's it. It's a great book. Worth Love it. Love it. Favorite Claudia Gray book so far. Except Into the Dark is uh is fighting that. Nice. Did, did Yeah. Did she write I mean Geode. That's all you need to do. Dude, Geode. Geode is my favorite new character. What a what a great character. No spoilers. Well, Dave, take us home. Take us home. Um, so, to avoid spoilers of Light of the Jedi, uh, I chose to review Alphabet Squadron, um, which I I read sometime in the summer. So it's been a little while 
so I don't remember it super well. Um, but uh, it's I remember it well enough. Um, so I'll read the book summary just like Mitch did for his book. Yeah, I totally forgot to do that for mine. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. You explained it well enough. Yeah, you did. I explained it. <laughs> it's just funny because you gave us that homework to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you didn't do it. I was it. like, can you guys read the publisher summary, please, specifically? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So, Alphabet Squadron. Um, I believe there's... There are trilogy. two books, but there's a third one that just came out. Third one or is coming out? just came out or is yeah. coming out. So this is yeah. the first book. Um, so the Emperor is dead. His final weapon has been destroyed. The Imperial Army is in disarray. In the aftermath, Erika Quill is just one of thousands of defectors from her former cause living in a deserter's shantytown until she is selected to join Alphabet Squadron. Uh, roll credits uh, <laughs> uh, cobbled basically yeah <laughs> cobbled together from an eclectic assortment of pilots and starfighters the five members of alphabet are tasked by new republic general harrison doula herself mm. yeah oh. i know she's in the book it's great uh like Erica, each is a talented pilot struggling to find their place in a changing galaxy their mission to track down and destroy the mysterious shadowing a lethal force of tie fighters exacting bloody reckless revenge in the twilight of their reign the newly formed unit embodies the heart and soul of the rebellion ragtag resourceful scrappy emboldened oh and emboldened by their most audacious victory in decades but going from underdog rebels to celebrated heroes isn't as easy as it seems, and their inner demons threaten them as much as their enemies among the stars. The wayward warriors of Alphabet Squadron will have to learn to fly together if they want to protect the new era of peace they've fought so hard to achieve. Um, Love it. Yeah, so that's the that's the publisher's summary. Um it was a good book. I I didn't enjoy it as much as other Star Wars books that I've read, if I'm honest. Um, but I think part of that is actually because it was written so well uh, for the main character. So the main character, Irka Quill, or Quill, um, she's a former um, Imperial Army pilot, uh, and she's very analytical um, and very in her head. And and the book feels that way like it, it kind of has this this color or tune or tone rather that that feels very much like the character to the point where the book sometimes feels overly analytical mm. um or the tone of it is is very Erica quell um just like this this person who's used to structure and order and analyzing things and not involving their emotions trying to figure out their place in this new world in a republic um, with former rebels who tend to tap into their kind of more i don't know um, heated emotions i guess um so yeah i enjoyed it um but uh there were definitely times where <laughs> it's like this is too in her head um and that that might just be me it was it was really well written though um 
and I'm excited to eventually read the next book in the series. Um, yeah. What, what would I give it? I'd probably give it like three and a half. Um, I don't know. Three and a half TIE fighters out of five. <laughs> Love I feel like it. I there's not like book. super fun Obi hair type things in this book. <laughs> Obi bad hair. Obi, Obi bad, bad hair. hair. Uh, yeah, I listened to this book and I enjoyed it, but um, I found it kind of difficult to follow along with the audiobook. Um, there's a lot of characters in this book. Yeah. And some That's of them sound like the, at least in the audiobook that I was listening to, um, some of the names sound very familiar. Yep. Um, and it was hard to differentiate because I wasn't like physically reading the word on the page. So, like, I found it hard to kind right. of like, keep track of what was going on a few times in that book because yeah it's very analytical um and also yeah there's like there's like it's it's jumping between like six or seven people consistently um, right but it was good actually i found that with my book uh i want to read you guys some of the names of the people in the book uh it's wild they 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 uh all the chiss have like their own uh, families, yeah, and then they have uh, their name, and then their like regular name. I forget. There's a there's a word for it, but uh, these this is all the people in the book. So there's the the Myth family, and Thrawn is part of the Myth family, and his name is Mithron Nurudo. <laughs> it's his full name, but they call him Thrawn. Right. Mithron Nurudo. Oh. Uh, and then there's the uh, from the Irizi family. There's Irizi Aralani. But we call her just Aralani. And then there's the Myth Alistov, Mythuri Fionico, <laughs> Ufsa Makro, uh, Cherry. There's like Cherry. all these different. Yeah. Erizi Stalmustro, who's actually just uh, Zestalmu, is his. The, like, Interesting. It's wild. It took so long to figure out who was talking about like who, who because they sometimes yeah. they'd use their full name, but then they'd use like their short name sometimes. And I'm like, who's that? And then if you change families, like. Thrawn was originally in a different family, so his name was not Mithron. It was something Ron. It, it was mm. crazy. So Ronald it took a while. McDonald. That's why I got big Star Trek vibes. Ronald Blueman. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to read that one and not listen to it. Definitely. Well, awesome. Thanks for listening to our uh, second episode of our new segmented episodes, fam. This was great. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, we are definitely excited about kind of like this new style. Um, but if it's not working for you, let us know. We would appreciate yeah. constructive, constructive criticism um, or any ideas or thoughts or, or opinions that you have. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to add before we uh, sign off, Yavin 3? I love you all. Yeah, you're all, you're all cool part of Thanks, a Dave. part of like a oh what's the word i'm looking for not select hmm. a cult yeah and with you're, that you're in, we're in yeah. a cult you're all part of our cult welcome cult vibes well talk to you later see you in a couple weeks mitch take us out with the yavin 3 theme song it's time for the yavin 3 we're yavin and we're dubbing and we're blowing things up and talking about
Star Wars, yeah, in three, oh yeah. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> May the force be with you. The wonderful music that we use on this podcast is by the Townsend Artist Close on Sunday. Please check them out on anywhere you listen to music. <laughs> <laughs>